0: Ready for some pipe on the Harbor One hotline. Here's Andrew Raycroft. Razor, good morning.
1: Good morning, fellas. Hopefully I can bring a few hot takes like that guy who just called in and said Bill Belichick over his head.
2: Just just do that. Jesus. (laughs) Just take the most wildest, exaggerated take. Yeah, but what you need to do, Razor, is first say, let me finish before you actually (laughs) say. Because the person who says, before you chime in, let me finish. Because you know it's like them telling you they're going to say something stupid. (laughs)
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, nobody's saying anything stupid about the Bruins. If anything, Razor, it has been oh my God, look at this team. It's pretty crazy to think and I'm only going to mention the Celtics here, but there's one team in the NBA and one team in the NHL that have hit 30 wins and it's the Celtics and the Bruins. How do you put into context what we've seen the first half of this season?
1: It's it's difficult. It, it's it's incredible, and and all the words. And, and now that we've hit the tonight's the, the halfway point, though there'll be 41 games finished after tonight. You, it's really kind of coming into focus how crazy the first half was, and, and all the pace that they're on. Uh, Linus Allmark's on pace after tonight. Twenty or sorry, forty four two and two. Uh, it's bananas. The Bruins, 139 points on the season would would blow the record away by seven points. So, it, it's crazy. It's historic what the first half of the Bruins has
2: been. So I know there's a lot of like mid season grades coming out, and, and it's funny because I just saw you know the obvious the obvious number one mid season grade is gonna be the Bruins, which it was. And the first thing they said in this in this uh, mid season grade on ESPN Plus was uh, the Bruins are a powerhouse. Is this uh like is it is, are we are they comfortable running with the whole world powerhouse like team? I, I mean is, is that are they are they okay being labeled like winners before they actually won anything?
1: They are uh for for two reasons and it's it's kind of come out the last few weeks. But number one and, and they these guys all get it. Um Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Krejci. They know They haven't won anything until April, May, June. They know that's how they're going to be graded. That's how they're going to actually be looked at, what they do in those months. So they have a a keen pulse on the team, and and they're making sure that this is every day they're waking up and and doing what they need to do to get better for that time of year. The other thing I think is interesting, and we've heard it more from the group themselves the last couple weeks, is they're leaning into the fact that, this is the last dance, that this is a special team, that this is historic what they've done now, and that they can make history by going on this run all the way till June. And the fact that they're actually talking about it, acknowledging it, recognizing it, I think should make Bruins fans feel comfortable with where they are right now.
0: Andrew Raycroft with Gresh and Fourier here on WEI. So both these teams, razor are undefeated in the month of January. So what gives tonight and what problems do the Kraken present? They've been scoring a lot here since the first of the year. The Kraken
1: can score goals. Uh, they're, the, they're tied with the Bruins with the most 20-point scores on a team, so they're really effective five-on-five. They have a lot of consistent scoring. And they were horrible last year, an absolute dumpster fire. So for them to turn it around the way they have is quite impressive. Like you said, uh, six wins in a row, five of those have been on the road. So I, I think what's, what it kind of gives tonight is do the Bruins get going right away after being in California, after having a couple days completely off the ice, after not playing since Sunday? Can they get ramped up and ready to go in the first period? And on the other side, Seattle's got one game left after tonight on their way home in Chicago on a seven-game road trip. They've been out east for a while. Are they worn down? Can the Bruins take advantage of that? So it's it's rest versus weary at this point, and, and what's going to give is is one of those two.
2: Yeah, Razor. This seems like uh, just based on just your just what you mentioned just then about you know not playing in a while, you're going to be heavy, you know, cracking all that stuff. Seems like a big third period for the Bruins. Seems like one of those games where they come out, maybe they're not inspired. Maybe they're, like, rusty, I guess, as far as you can go. You can call it, you know, if we've taken that many days off. It's not a lot. Coming off a West Coast trip, third-period comeback uh, win is what I'm predicting. What a
1: hockey guy you are. What a hockey guy you are for you. (laughs) No matter what anyone says, you're paying attention. You've got it figured out. It could. It certainly could. It could be a – A sleepy first period from the Bruins, a conservative first period from the Kraken, picks up in the second, and then the Bruins could take over. I like that. Yeah, so who is
2: it? Who is it? I can't remember who they played, and somebody gave like a, you know, third period, like, you know, uh, like pep talk, and they yelled at everybody, and they came back, and they got like five goals. Maybe that was on the West Coast. I can't remember what it was. But they just take turns, like, I guess, like, uh, you know, inspiring. Like, whose turn is it this week to kind of just – you know, inspire the troops. They got so many of them. It doesn't matter. Like, who no. is struggling? Somebody else can be the guy.
1: Well, so I think the the inspiring person right now could be this week is Craig Smith. I think he struggled this season. It hasn't gone his way. He's found himself in and out of the lineup. But uh, he scored Saturday in San Jose on the fourth line, got bumped up to play with Patrice and Brad. On Sunday in Anaheim, I think they keep that line together. I think they keep trying to reward Craig Smith for his professionalism all, all season. So, and he's an older guy. He's one of the, another one of those not not a complete you know Patrice Bergeron leader, but he's a guy who's played a lot of games in the NHL, been around a lot, and he's well respected. And I think guys want to see him do well.
2: Hey, qu- weird question for you. So, if you're like a fourth or third line guy, and they bump you up to the first line. Is that like traveling international, for, and then suddenly they say, "Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna upgrade you to first class, business class." Is that like everything easier, everything's better, and you have no idea? Like, wow, this is what it's like to be on the first line, like being in first well, class after being in coach. Uh,
1: it can be for a young guy. Uh, for Craig Smith, no, he's a thirty goal scorer in this league. For him. He's, uh, he's excited, but it, it can also be harder to play there. There's more responsibility on you. There's more eyes on you and more expected of you when you get there. Also, it's not always easier in the National Hockey League to play with better players. They play different games. They expect you to be in different spots rather than just being meat and potatoes up and down the wing. So not necessarily, but, but for some young guys, that would be more the case, not Craig Smith.
0: Our guy Andrew Raycroft here with Gresh and Foye is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. By the way, Steve Conroy of the Herald says that uh, Craig Smith's staying up with uh, that top line. Check line remains together. And then you got third line. And then on the fourth line, you got the new guy, Coppenin, who is uh, hopping in tonight. So we can keep an eye on that in terms of the line changes. But Razor, I want to talk to you about Don Sweeney because things have gone so well, yet we know... Everybody wants to make their team better, and maybe it is a little easier for the teams around the Bruins to make moves because they don't have tremendous chemistry like the Bees do. So over the next 20 games or so, if you're Don Sweeney, how do you like critically look at this team and try to possibly make it better without disrupting the chemistry they have?
1: uh that's it's that's gonna it's gonna be fascinating um i'm not sure there you need more depth you always you can never have enough good nhl hockey players for a long stanley cup run and it's going to be a bit of an arms race here in the east you see how difficult it is how many teams feel like they're in the mix uh the tampa bay lightning right now are seventh in the conference i would suspect that if you ask those guys they think they can win the stanley cup and I would suspect that they're going to make moves at the deadline to get better, along with the Leafs and Carolina and the Rangers. So it will be an arms race here at the deadline. What I think we do know for sure is that Don Sweeney understands what kind of players fit in with this culture. There is no question about that. When you The guys he's brought in, Hampus Lindholm, Taylor Hall, all signing long-term deals right out of the gates with this team have fit in perfectly. Pavel Zaka, another guy that he's brought in here in the last couple of years. So I, I believe that he has a very good understanding. I know the players know the kind of players that they want to play with. And there's certainly a lot of communication with the older guys, the leadership that we talk about with Don Sweeney. So I'm not concerned about them getting the wrong guy, but it will be interesting to see what they think they need more. And, it's easy to go depth defenseman, that's easy. I think depth forward, easy to go, but do they make a big splash with all the players on board and not ruining that chemistry? Well,
0: and I wonder too, Razor, if it's gotta be like a, a veteran for a veteran move. Almost like an upgrade of maybe someone on the roster. Because acquiring, you know, a seventh or an eighth defenseman or your thirteenth or fourteenth forward is to me, it's nice to have that depth, but I wonder if you really want to make it better, do you have to kind of do almost a veteran-for-veteran veteran swap and try to look at it as upgrading a guy within maybe your top six defensemen or your top 12 forwards versus having the guy that's going to, you know, hang out with you in the Nesson suite?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky that guy would be to hang out with me all night. <laughs> Yeah, that no, and and with cap dollars, if you are making a big spot, you're going to have to right. unload money. Everybody's right up against the cap, and and that will be that will be the conflict that the Bruins organization, Don Sweeney, have. But I am give away the first round picks for the next seven years. Give away the prospects, whatever it takes. I, I'm all for that. You can find players anywhere in the world, but yes, if you need cap dollars, that's Big. That's what keeps Dawn up at night. Which guy can he move out right. that won't affect the chemistry? And and to be honest, I, I don't know the answer. I think these guys are so close, I, I can't pinpoint one place or one guy or one thought that would be like, yeah, that would be worth it. All
0: right, now I know that it is a, a new show here in the midday with myself and Foyer, but the one thing that has been tried and true about our friend Andrew Raycroft is, is something Fourier called the Tickle Trunk. Mm. Now, if you haven't heard about Sounds the Tickle fun. Trunk, well, on Halloween <laughs> last year, we asked Razor, hey, what are you going to be for Halloween? And this is a very Canadian thing, but he mm. said, oh, I'm going to have to go to the Tickle Trunk to find a, a Halloween costume. We were like, stop, forget the costume, what the hell's the Tickle Trunk? And he sort of explained it. So then it became a thing where Razor could put someone Good or bad, by the way, it is up. It is dealer's choice on mm. this one for Razor in terms of who he puts in the tickle trunk uh, every week and why. So now that we've had some time, everybody's re- uh, re-acclimated, all that kind of stuff, Razor, let's get back to it. Who do you put in the tickle trunk this week?
1: Well, and don't forget to mention, Gresh, that the, the, the people listening... Yearn for this. They're they all in for this. Our, they want to know yep. who's in the Tickle Trunk. Our they Twitch chat
0: know. going nuts. Oh boy, Tickle Trunk is back. Here we go. Everybody's all fired up. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't ribbing you neither. Like it. It's legit, people. It's really the Twitch chat people that very much love the Tickle Trunk because they they're, they're well, they're <laughs> the ones who also scream. Hey, uh, how come you guys don't talk a ton of hockey? And I even put in the little uh, Twitch deal. Hey, send some questions. And it was who would Razor want to fight? All the hockey people yeah. apparently have gone away with all the geniuses that want like fourth line breakdown all the time. But I digress. Let's tickle trunk.
1: Yeah. And when I get off, I hope you guys have a conversation on what Fourier thinks is a tickle trunk. That was Well, the, hey, uh, listen, first, first of all, I'm, well.
2: I'm, I'm amazed that uh, I, mean, I thought you were going to say, hey, Halloween. And, you know, would you dress up as Halloween? I thought you were going to say, well, we don't uh, celebrate Halloween, eh? <laughs> We don't do that. either. It's that cold is cold
1: and snowy in October in Canada. We I'm not, I'm leave not, our houses in Yeah,
2: let me go walk around the neighborhood. It's like 10 degrees outside in October. <laughs> cuz know it would be cuz you celebrate Thanksgiving at a different time as we do, right? So it's like earlier yes, than do. November 27th or whatever it is. All right, take a <laughs> truck it is. Come on. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say Craig Smith, but I already touched on Craig Smith. You you got me going on him already for you. So I'm going to go I mean, it can't go negative. I'm looking forward to going negative one of these weeks. Uh, I'm going Jeremy Swayman. I'm going Jeremy Swayman. I think it's a little underrated how hard he's had to work to keep his game with Linus Allmark doing what he's doing. I think his ability to step in here the next month, month and a half, this is the dog days of the NHL. For his game to be where it is, for everyone to have confidence in his game after maybe struggling early in the season, having the injury, I'm impressed with it, the young guy's ability to stay with it and positivity and, and going through this. And I think he's going to be important the next two months to, to spell Linus Allmark. So Jeremy Swayman gets the, the positive tickle trunk. Hopefully they lose a couple games so I can go negative at some point, but that might not happen all year.
0: Well, you know what? We might have to trash the All-Star game then at some point to be able to give you some uh, negative oh, things. that's easy. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Hey, Razor, thanks, buddy. We always appreciate the conversation. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Thanks a bunch, friend.
1: You got it, guys. Have all right, say
0: There goes uh, Razor, and you've been introduced to the Tickle Trunk.